I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back to the pod. Welcome back to the pod. This is our first post-birthday episode. Yeah, it's been a little while. Welcome to fall. It is nasty here. It's a little gross outside, yeah. It is gross. Not as gross as yesterday. Not as gross. Well, once the thunders... Thunderstorm. 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 Thunderstorm started. Yeah. I haven't um, consumed a large amount of alcohol since our last pod. Really? This is, you Welcome know. Welcome back. Well, that was sort of Maggie's point earlier this weekend. Maggie was like, the thing I love about you is you are so disciplined during the week. And you're like, I'm not drinking. I don't drink during the week. But then when you're ready to drink, it's like throw. Yeah down lita doesn't hold back when she decides to drink i don't um this isn't a criticism but i just want to observe that sometimes when we're preparing for the pod by watching whatever media and getting you know like a little comfortably buzzed um if i'm not drinking fast enough because i'm absorbed in something else lita will tip up the bottom of my cup so that more sloshes into my mouth that's usually only when she's knitting at the same it's time true. it's true sometimes i don't drink fast enough when because we're you we've this is not this a complaint. This is the same pace. It's that not a we, complaint. We're on the same level. We're on the same level right now. Um, except, yeah, I have not had more than probably one class of anything since yeah. the last birthday yeah. pod. Adjusted, your level is probably above <clears throat> mine on account probably. of you've been a little bit more sober than I have. You know, I'm zero or 100. There is no in between. <laughs> Where I'm always cruising at like a steady 75. See, and that just holds no appeal to me personally. You know, I'm just like, I either want to be, you know, feeling virtuous and like I'm mm. focused and I'm yes. prepared oh, for the Oh, look week, how clear my skin is. Oh, it's so easy to get up in the morning. As soon as the weekend hits, it's like, yeah, if we're recording... If we're going to go out, it's if we're going to the Jonas Brothers. <gasps> so soon. We're going to take tequila shots. We're going to wear fake eyelashes. Fake eyelashes. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Prepare yourselves, world. Sunday night. Sunday I night. I need to request the next day off. Me too. I, I need know, to do I'm that not going to go to work the next day. No, not in a million years. Did we do that after Sean? I can't remember. It was like a Wednesday, wasn't no, it? No, I fully went to work the next day I because did also too. we didn't go that hard i mean we like we didn't i want to go much do more shots than i normally would on a weeknight i think it was like three to four and i want to say on a weeknight i normally wouldn't have any shots but we we started early and we had plenty of food and yeah we like did. you know there was a plan there was a plan but jonas brothers I will have been coming off my biggest work event so far. Yeah. Lita needs to let off, let off some steam. I will need to let off some steam, although I feel like a lot of people are going to buy me drinks True. during the event, but still it's not like the same as getting drunk with your best friend and then no. going and screaming along with the Jonas Brothers. Yes. Oh, I feel like that's going to be a special kind of... And then just like up in the nosebleeds where nobody cares how you act. And we're going to make friends with a bunch of 16-year-olds. Yes. I can't wait to, like, hold people's hands in mind and be like, you're so beautiful. Just like we did during Sean. I mean, we didn't hold anyone's <laughs> hands. But everyone around us was so nice Yeah, they at were Sean. really kind. Um, and we're going to find out exactly how old people who go to Jonas Brothers concerts are. Yeah, I'm so curious. We have no idea. Are we going to be towards the upper end, towards the lower end, in the middle? Like, we don't know. Right now, we don't know. Yeah, I really don't. So, with their resurgence, with like... With BB Rexa? With BB Rexa. Is there someone it, else with them, too? I feel I don't like know. there might be. 
Um, oh my god. I'm gonna sing along to I'm a mess so loud. You should. You know? I'm a mess. You should do that. <laughs> Rosequarter.com. After building overwhelming anticipation, Granny nominated Moldnight Platinum Powerhouse Trio. I mean, it's true. It's true. With special guest BB Rexa and Jordan McGraw. Who's Jordan I don't know who McGraw. Jordan McGraw is. We'll find out, I suppose. Unless we do, don't get there on time and we miss Jordan's set, which I wouldn't be mad about. Jordan McGraw is the younger son of the famous American Tim psychologist McGraw? and television personality, Dr. Phil McGraw. What? Even better than being Tim McGraw's son. That is way better than being Tim McGraw's son. What is wrong with this person? We're Probably see so Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil's son is opening for the Jonas Brothers. What does Doctor Phil's son sound like? I what don't is know. this? Like, is it pop? It's got to be pop. It's not gonna be country on a B. Rex and Jonas. Mm-mm. No. Um. In 2005, McGraw formed his first band called oh The Upside, for which he was lead vocalist and lead guitarist. I love when we learn new information live on I the know, pod. I know it's amazing. What's it's his amazing. first name again? Uh, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan, Jordan McGraw. And he had a song called Met at a Party featuring Sarah Hyland, who I'm gonna talk about what later. Full circle, and I love when we're full circle. That's my Sarah favorite Highland. thing. Sarah Highland, this is so perfect for our pod. I know. I cannot breathe. Oh my god, I had no idea. Oh my good god, I'm so thrilled. This is gonna be the best night. We have to get there early for <laughs> to see Jordan We're gonna McGraw. show up as soon as the concert starts. We're gonna be. At least four to five shots in. I refuse anything less than that. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to be any more sober if I'm seeing Dr. Phil's son. We'll be wearing me. fake eyelashes. We'll be wearing yes. enough highlighter to fool even the I might wear a crop top. <gasps> I don't own one. Let's make one. Okay. Not, you snip a top. <laughs> <laughs> I own really... I can borrow my sister's rotary cutter, which will get you a much cleaner line than scissors Ooh. would, because Ooh. she's a sewist for theater right. productions. I don't own a single... And I finally have a pair... Okay, I'm not wearing the pants right now, but I finally have a pair of jeans that goes above my belly yes, button. Yes, that's the dream. And I feel like I need a crop top now, because before I was like a strong mid-rise person, and I still am, yeah. but now I own a pair of high-rise jeans, and I'm like, what shirt do you even wear with this? And the crop answer top. is a crop top, but I don't own one. Or a really light shirt that you can tuck in, but in the winter, that's hard, because you want a well, shirt that have a little bit more oomph. And the winter... Well, the winter is hard, but also if the pants are so high waisted, sometimes it even looks weird when you Especially tuck in a shirt. Especially if you have boobs, it's just like it's all of a sudden yeah. pants, 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 boobs. It is no, that's exactly that's how I try. I you I look a, like you're yeah, you look like you're in you're on in the cavalry, if that makes sense. You know, I don't know if it does. I don't know that I does. I don't know that I does. I don't know that I do. <laughs> Everything is going really well. Okay. So October 13th. Yeah. Hopefully we put this one out before then, Wait. but who can say? Which day is that? October 13th. I, I bet we can get this pot out next weekend. If I try. If you try. Well, if, if we, we get together and we re- and we record, we edit. edit, we can definitely get this out. Yeah. Next weekend. 
behind the scenes fact, Lita and I have been co-editing on my HDMI it's cable. So and it's so fun. It's way more fun because usually it's editing is a very isolating activity. You're doing it by yourself. you got your headphones on. Now it's a group activity and we laugh at all our own jokes. <laughs> but we're so funny. We can't help it. Yeah, it's actually really good for my ego. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so funny. We're so funny. <laughs> and actually that was something. We saw Pod Save America live on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they started like 15 to 20 minutes late, which yeah. made sense because I told Anne like, because the audience skew is so much younger, everyone showed up like 10 minutes before on the show. Time. Like, we're not going to sit half an hour. You no, know? but that's Come what we now. ended up doing well, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the show probably didn't start until 820. to sit half an hour. So we were waiting in the bathroom line and I was joking that they needed an opener. And I was like, well, you know, we're available. <laughs> we, re- I feel like we really entertained that bathroom line with our groups. I think we did too. No one else was talking. That was kind of the awkward <laughs> thing. It was just the two of us talking. Yeah. Well, nobody else brought a friend to the bathroom. That's they probably all brought true. like a heterosexual date. That sucks. Yeah, but we saw Pod Save America. It was no love it or leave it. Mm, yeah. Let's be honest. I did enjoy the three minute boo session when Love It very briefly flubbed and said Oregon. It did not go over well. I felt threatened, like for his life. Like yeah, I, I was, was like, concerned. Ooh. Especially because earlier in the show, someone just like inextricably up on got stage on stage, and stood there with their hands in their pockets, and John Lovett was like, "I don't think you're supposed to be here." It was a little comical. Everybody just kind of like paused and was like, "Who are you?" Because they were just about to like enter a game, so yeah. I think there were some people who thought like, "Oh, maybe this is just the person who's playing the game." And then I don't know what the story is. It's, it like I feel like my take is like he did it on a dare. Yeah. yeah. Or just, like, poor impulse control. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. It's, yeah, but he was, like, hustled off the stage. And I saw someone who works for Crooked Media going, like, this over and over again. Like, crossing her <laughs> hand over her throat. <laughs> just, like, cut, cut, cut. Yeah. Well, everybody came out unscathed. Everyone it was did. weird, but what well, not scary. And that's how you want it to be. You know, something weird happens. It's hard to feel scared when everyone has gone through a metal detector. It's true. We all emptied our pockets. And 2,000 people will, like, protect you, you know? Sure. Like, everyone in that crowd would have, like, punched that guy in the face to protect John Lovett. I feel like I would have, personally. From way up on the sixth floor. <laughs> exactly. From the second balcony where Just we were. Your, your, your little pea shooter, like, pew, pew. We had these shittiest seats, which... I liked it. No, I liked it too. And that's exactly how it's going to be for Jonas Brothers too, which I feel like is a really good trade-off. Like sometimes you have good seats, sometimes you have bad seats. There's no point in having mediocre seats. There just isn't. No, yeah. So Sean Mendes, we could see his face and could see his necklace, as she pointed out on a previous podcast. Jonas Brothers, we're not even going to be able to make out their facial expressions. That's fine. But at the Mona Center, they have these enormous screens. Yeah. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah. And it's not going to well, be I as intimate. Bl- I can't believe we got that close to Sean Mendes. We were very close to Sean Mendes. The scenes were so good. We haven't recorded since that video of him mm. making out really awkwardly with Camilla. Ah! <laughs> oh my god, I'm so glad you brought that up. Ah! It feels bad, man. It feels bad. It feels bad. I mean, you know, I'm happy for you, I guess. But those videos, who was the other couple who had like a really awkward uh, makeout? Timothee Chalamet and the other one. Yes, Lily Rose Depp. Yeah. And you kind of have to wonder, like, is this 
is this real? Is this, is this how they actually kiss? I mean, nobody, oh, I feel like we've talked about this before. Nobody looks good when they're kissing. I feel like I would look okay while I was kissing. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I would look decent. I mean, you probably would, but maybe the person you were kissing wouldn't. Ooh, interesting. Like, what are the odds that you're going to kiss somebody who also looks good while kissing? That's true. The past couple guys I've kissed did not, would not have looked good kissing. Yeah. I can say that with absolute certainty. I don't think, if I'm I'm going through the people I've been with, like, in a, like, a we're together fashion, Mm -hmm. I don't think, there might have been maybe one where we, like, looked good kissing. Mm. But I think what looks good kissing is probably completely sculpted and created by what we see in movies. So ultimately, like if it feels good, then you're good. Like my photo shoot. Yeah. Do you want to unpack that or I do? Move I on? do want to. <laughs> How did that come up? Well, they, we were watching the calendar episode of Glee. Oh, and you're right. like, I told you about my calendar, right? And I was like, No, Lita, I don't believe you have. <laughs> okay, so when we were in high school, no, not in high school. Sorry, when we were wow. in college. I'm sorry, I have not had so much <laughs> alcohol in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, when we were in college, Ella was the editor of the Art and Sexual... Sexual? Sexuality. Art and Sexuality magazine, and they did a calendar shoot every year or every other year, kind of depending on Mm -hmm. what was going on. And our senior year, I decided I wanted to be in the calendar, and one of our friends decided to do it with me, and we were September, so we decided to do back-to-school theme, so we did a photo shoot in a library, and I showed Anne the picture. It's a pretty good picture. From... Six years ago, uh-huh. which is wild to think about. Your hair is really long. My hair was so long. I know. Uh, but it was me and a guy friend of ours who had a girlfriend, which is relevant for some reasons, um, in a library in like a very, you know. You're like up against the bookcase. Up against the bookcase. His hand is like up under your thigh, scooping your butt. Yep. And your hand is on his chest. Uh-huh. It's nice. That's a good picture. It's a good picture, right? I'm, like, pretty pleased with it, honestly. But that was something that I did because I was like, when am I ever going to get the chance to do this again? Yeah, I love the senior year YOLOs, you know, where you're just like, fuck it. Yeah, why not? I don't give a shit. Honestly, that was a big theme of the conversation I had with Becca earlier today. Becca, we name dropped her on the pod. Which I told her, I was like, there's a reason your name comes up a lot. You're really important to me. And she was just like, oh. (laughs) But it's true. So this friend of mine who was Iranian was really into, well, my like pregame friend. We weren't like real friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a friend of a friend or a classmate of a friend, yeah. It was complicated, but he was really into Luke Bryan. And a friend who like fell into that friend group ended up wanting to do this photo shoot with Mm me where we did like a sexy photo shoot in the library and I ended up dating one of them and I'd already hooked up with one of them. It was like very dramatic all around. I know. And I even asked, I was like, did the library condone this? No, dear reader, the library did not condone this. It was like 7.30 on a Friday night after multiple gin and tonics. Lita's sneaking around this library taking sexy photographs. 2013 was a wild year for me. Yeah. Anyway, that was when I hooked up with a um, freshman in college also. Ooh. Spicy. Which back then feels like a big age difference. 
21 to 18 did feel very yeah, large that, yeah. at the time. That still feels big if I were 21. If you were 21. Now being 27 and it, if I was like, oh, you're going to date a 24 year old, I'd be like, ill-advised, but okay. I still wouldn't date a 24 year old man in any, just would not happen. I would, but I would regret it. You probably would regret it. You're probably right. My friend also told me yesterday, so I have a friend who is moving very sadly. Her and her boyfriend broke up. Mm-hmm. Boyfriend who she had a dog with, who she lived with. Yikes. <sighs> Tough situation. Um, but she was like, there's something weird about the 28th year of life that has oh. to do with Saturn. Jupiter. No, Jupiter? Saturn return or Jupiter I don't return? know. Whatever. One of them. I think it's, it might be Jupiter return. It might be Jupiter. But I could be just talking out my 28th ass. 28th year. I normally talk out my ass when um, it has to do with planets. What am I talking about? Astrology. Yeah. Saturn. Your Saturn, Saturn return. return. So it takes 28 years for Saturn to I go around the I think I was getting confused with Jupiter ascending. I mean, you're... Which we still have to watch. I just slapped my hand on the table oh, and I don't know what kind of sound that's going to make. It so rattled I apologize. Both you're good. You're good. So sorry. Anyway, so it takes 28 years for Saturn to like go around the Earth. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden you start your Saturn return in your 28th year. And apparently, sometimes, for some people, that turns into a year of a lot of life changes. Ooh. Um, which I do kind of have I on mean, the horizon. I mean, you do, yeah. Um, and I have like a whole lot of things that I haven't really talked about. I'll get back to you, dear listeners. But I do have some changes kind of that I'm, that I'm thinking about in my life. And one of them is confronting my ex where he works in New York City. Because I know where he works because Ella ran into him on accident. <gasps> have I not told the you the story yet? No, you told me the story. Okay, okay. Just checking. I mean, it's still dramatic. You haven't told the listeners this story. But I have I feel not like told you the listeners did, so. this story. So, I don't know. And Becca was like, this is a terrible idea. Let's and do it. And I was it. like, yes, I recognize that. I promise. Yeah. I promise that I recognize that. Anyway, I will keep you guys posted. I was like, Becca, there's like a 98% chance that I will not do this. But that still means there's a 2% chance that I will. You might. You're going to do some version of it. I, I can feel it. I'm going to do something, I feel like, but I don't have to worry about that until November. Yeah. Don't stress about it until then. So I'm not going to be in New York until November. That, that's our post-Jonas Brothers world. Post many, many tequila shots. Post Post-Halloween. Well, yes. Yes. Post-Halloween. Anne needs to get a wig. I need to figure out what I'm wearing. Yeah. We're going to be the cast of Shit's Creek. Do we have any other um, takers on this group costume? No, but I could conscript Justin, maybe. Who would he want to be? I'm going to text my roommates right now. I don't now. know. He has a mustache. I think that limits him. He might have to be Randall. Wait, who's Randall? Uh, maybe I'm getting the name <laughs> wrong. The mayor of Shit's Creek? His, his name, name is, is not Shit. Randall. What is his what? name? <laughs> I literally, if you're a white guy, I don't know your name. And I say this as a white woman. She does. It's it's very true, and it's come up in jokes like multiple many times. Ta- too Roland, Roland, Roland. Okay, well, like to be fair, Roland and Randall are the same name. See, Randall just reminds me of Always Be My Maybe and Randall Park. True. I didn't think about Randall Park. That's the only thing I think. I don't know anyone else named Randall. I was about to say Roland. It's not that common, but I don't know any Rolands. So. I don't. No. It got we know filed Rowan's. Away to the same part of my brain. Yeah, it was actually really funny because this season on Bachelor in Paradise, Chase was there. Chase, was the like, OG white boy name huh? from JoJo season of The Bachelorette. And I 
It's what started this whole thing. He walked on thing. and I was like, who is that? And I was like, Chase. And who? <laughs> oh, you know, the second runner-up <laughs> to JoJo's season. Was he the second runner-up? Uh, was he, he the runner-up? He might have been. I think it was in the top three. Yeah, I think he was. No, I think you're right. Because Luke went. He made it farther than Derek did. He made it farther than Luke. I think yeah, it was. He did. It was Chase, Robbie, and Jordan. You're right. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. What a dramatic season. That half Persian princess led me led me very wrong. I still think about her like crouching in that golden dress. In that dress. sequin dress. It's not golden. It was like sea green, but it was glittering. And she just like kind of <sighs> collapsed on the airstrip as Luke left. And it turns out he's a piece of shit. So yeah, like so right call. good character evaluation, Jojo. I didn't give you enough She's credit. She's better at that than Hannah. At the t- but to be fair the only thing jed had against him was that he was a terrible musician until we found out about the girlfriend like that was really the only thing well and he had a triangle face an upside down triangle face he has a very large forehead he has a weird face but it worked for her you know sure and the musician thing kind of worked for her honestly sometimes i get that song mr right stuck in my head yeah it's like very catchy it's not a good song but it's catchy i know i'm so sorry and i'm so sorry but she was led astray yeah it wasn't entirely her fault and actually something that i wrote down that i wanted to talk about which i guess we'll just transition to now because we're already here is you know first you had sarah highland and wells adams yes i think wells slid into sarah's dms back in the day sarah highland known for her role as the fairy queen old version on shadow hunters or as you know the older daughter in modern family yeah is with wells from joe from jojo season season. yeah he was the only one i would have dated out of that season and the bartender from the past few seasons of bachelor in paradise but they're engaged now so happy for them but it started out with sarah and wells Mm -hmm. and then it went to Tyler C. and Gigi Hadid. People are steadily upgrading on the types of celebrities they can bag after he having been on The Bachelorette. to her grandfather's funeral. Yeah, that's intimate, dude. That's crazy town. Like, to think that on the same level are, like, Tyler C. and Zayn. You don't bring a casual date to a funeral. You absolutely do not You do bring that. somebody who you lean on for moral support. Yes. I mean, like, no one cares about funeral photo ops. That's not what you're thinking about. He's very pretty, but that's, like, not what you're thinking about. Yeah. Anyway, so we have Sarah and Wells. We have Gigi and Tyler. And now, apparently, I just discovered this, we might have Rachel Bilson and Nick Bile. What? Rachel Bilson from... The Lifetime show? The Oxygen show? Who am I thinking? Who's Rachel Bilson? Remind me. Okay, Rachel Bilson was originally on The O.C. Yes. Then she was on Heart of Dixie on The CW. Okay, I am mixing her up with the girl from Dawson's Creek because if it had been the woman I'm thinking of, that I don't even know if she's on Dawson's... She was on Roswell. Fuck. I'm getting all of my mid-90s products mixed up. Who are you talking about? I don't even know. I need more info. I can't work with this. What is the show that's a fictionalized version of the the behind the scenes of a Bachelor type show? Unreal. Yes. Who's the star? 
Sherry Appleby. That's who I was thinking of. That is not who Rachel Wilson is. They look similar. They kind of do. They look similar-ish. So Rachel Bilson became famous on the OC. Then she went on to have her own show on the CW called um, Heart of Dixie. And she dated Kristen... No. Sorry. Hayden Christensen for like nine years. They have a four-year-old daughter or however old she is now. But rumor is she is currently dating Nick Vile. Oh my god. I mix her up with every other pretty brunette. Including, oh, clearly, who we just talked Sherry about. Appleby. As well as Blair Waldorf. Leighton Meester. Mm-hmm. And... Who's dating Adam Brody from the OC. That's why it's really confusing. Oh, the CW, you guys. Well, the CW and Fox. Like, the OC was Fox. It's just... It's all sorts of incestuous. And whoever from uh, Dawson's Creek. Katie Holmes? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, if you're the pretty brunette on the CW show, you're exactly the same to me. Fair enough. Unless you're Camila Mendez. Or honestly, Lily Reinhardt at this point. We should watch well, Hustlers. Have you seen blonde. Hustlers? Pretty Blonde is different. We should see Hustlers. Sure, I'll sign up for that. With J-Lo. Yeah. Lily Reinhardt and Ali Wong. Yeah. No, not Ali Wong. Constance Wu. So yes. sorry. Rising stars. Rising. They're both rising stars. I apologize. Anyway... Today, we watched the newest Ryan Murphy show, The Politician, Mm. starring Ben Platt, Gwyneth Paltrow, and some other assorted individuals. Mm -hmm. Would you like to set the stage for The Politician? The Politician is very much a Ryan Murphy show in that it is, what, a fever dream soap opera? Is that what I said? That is exactly what you said. I wrote it down. Get in that kind of a mood. And what it is about, it's about a very wealthy Santa Barbara high school, mm-hmm. and it centers on the main character played by Ben Platt. Mm-hmm. What's his name? In the show, Peyton. Peyton. Like Peyton Place, the soap opera. What? Accident? Whoa, I doubt what? it. I doubt it. Um, anyway, he is applying to Harvard. We open on him in his admissions interview, and he's yes. like, I'm going to be president. That's going to be what I'm going to do. It's my whole life. I'm going to be president. I'm going to start by being my senior class president. Yoing. Um, And I'm going to get that way by being, one, really, really rich. And Mm -hmm. also, number two, having an interesting story. I was adopted. Mm -hmm. Hence the soap opera part of it all. Yep. Uh, So he runs for senior president. He's Mm -hmm. looking for a running mate. He's not sure what to do to get him the best angle, the most votes. In the meantime, running against him is his... Former love. Mm-hmm. River. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, empathetic, popular guy. Very, what? But very sensitive as well. Uh, River runs for president because he's more on like a mental health platform. He's like, you guys, like, we're all in this together. And like, high school's really hard. Mm-hmm. The very dramatic conclusion of the first episode, River commits suicide right mm-hmm. in front of our protagonist, Peyton. Protagonist? Mm-hmm. Antagonist? I don't really know. Really unclear. We'll find out. It's a Ryan Murphy show. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. Uh, so there's that fallout. You know, it's really intense. Um, and there's just a lot of, like, really intense characters uh, wearing really intense clothes. Because, like I said, it's a Ryan Murphy show. But the subplot we're on right now is that the running mate for senior president, senior class president that Peyton has selected is a girl named Infinity, mm-hmm. who it seems is either the... Knowing or unknowing victim of a Munchausen's by proxy situation where her grandmother 
is making her sick or appear to be sick for free stuff and attention. Yeah. Which he is uncovering and thinking, how big of a liability is this for me and my current campaign and all of my future campaigns? And he has a crew of, uh, that are backing him up and being his advisors. But one is very clearly not aware that she's a lesbian because they thought they were a couple, but he's very clearly gay. Oh, yeah. You don't dress like that and not be queer. No. But I think maybe every character is queer on this show. Maybe every character is queer. Because it is a Ryan like Murphy show. He can do I that if he know, wants. It's he his can. fantasy world. Gwyneth Paltrow, the mom, she's queer. She is queer. I think you're right. I think everyone's queer except maybe those trash twins. What are they queer for each other? Twincest. <gasps> Twincest I would buy it. I would buy it in a second. Oh, my God. So the... The origin story of Ben Platt's character, Peyton, is that he's adopted mm-hmm. into this family, really generationally wealthy yeah. father, married Gwyneth Paltrow, Never obviously Never have to get a wife. job, only get a job if you feel like it, kind exactly. of Exactly. So he, like, I don't know, was into books. It was really unclear what his actual job he was. He collects and sells books, yeah. So that's Which that's is not a real deal. job. No, it's not a real job. And because job they're, like, they're like rare volumes. They're not, like, yeah. you know, publishing copies of books exactly so he's the adopted son and then the two like biological sons are the scum of the earth in fact at one point when they think their father is in a coma they plan to kill him yeah but he's awake the whole time very it's much a so far it's almost a telenovela it is sort of telenovela-esque mm-hmm. it definitely has those aspects uh including like when river comes to be his mandarin tutor and Ooh. they're like sitting on the table or by the table with the chess set in between uh-huh. them that shot was so good that's that's a classic ryan murphy center down the middle shot with big lens i don't really know the technical part of it but you get a lot of that room in that shot you do and so eventually i wrote this down sorry uh, I said, can you imagine if you start crying in front of your Mandarin tutor after they ask you why you were tense and if you were happy and then you cry and then he asks if he can kiss you and then he does kiss you and then he leaves. That's what happened. Damn. In the span of like 180 seconds. So many feelings. It was crazy town. Yeah. Especially when you consider one of the first scenes was, if not, I don't really remember what the first scene was, but one of the first scenes was River having sex with his girlfriend or like right after having yeah, sex with his girlfriend. Yeah, but then also being like, I want more intimacy from this. And she's like, okay, I can pretend that we can be more intimate because, you know, yeah. She's very like robotic almost. Yeah, she is. And he's very much a feeler of feelings. Yes. And everyone's sexuality is just a big question mark. Yeah, as it is in real life. As it is in real life. Honestly, as it is in real life. That's fair. But people are a little bit more, I feel like, transparent around their motives, but not necessarily transparent publicly. Mm -hmm. Because River is, like, very clear when he sits next to, you know, Oh, yeah. He puts his hand on his knee, dude. Oh, and his face. He touches his face. Like, can I kiss you? And I'm like, oh, "Oh my my God. God. If you were less hot, that would not work at all. But you are hot, so it does work. Yeah. You know, that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. Anyway, one of the first... Well, before we really understand Peyton and River's history, Uh I mean, we have some some senses because at one point when Peyton finds out River is running against him, he barges into River's house. Busts on in and yells at him. And he says, I'm going to tell everyone we slept together (gasps) and that you're living a lie. And Anne and I, our jaws drop. And then as the story kind of reveals itself we're like oh wait that's not that's true 
Probably. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. I always thought it was true. Um, I didn't necessarily. Oh, no, I mean, I thought there was true. like a weird tension, but I didn't. I didn't go all I the didn't way know there. Who instigated it, but I was like, "That's the truth." That's fair. But he was living a lie. It was all true. Mm. Well, actually, I don't. Know. Sexuality is so confusing. I don't know. And it's more. It tends to be more confusing because again, Ryan Murphy shows are weird dreams ryan murphy had and then jotted down and then gave to a writer's room to try to execute and Mm -hmm. they turn out odd like so yeah obviously both fans of glee lead us in every episode not season six well let's toss that out then who has watched season six though nobody it's the last season of glee like who yeah no one um i've watched a handful of seasons of American Horror Story, but I've definitely skipped whole seasons. Sure. Um, because with American Horror Story, and I think this does extend to most of Ryan Murphy's series, the first season is mostly good, except for some weird off episodes, mm-hmm. and then it kind of ends weird. And then the seasons after that start good, and then get confusing and weird, mm. and like you just lose track. Sure. And I think my take, my... Take on Glee is the first couple episodes were so good because they were like the right level of like mean and sarcastic that I was hoping for. But then it got much more heartfelt and I was like no longer there for it. Mm. And I think that's what's actually I've observed been confusing for you, Lita, because you're used to Glee, Ryan Murphy, where it's a little bit more sincere. Mm -hmm. And I'm used to like sharp unforgiving sarcastic ryan murphy and that's very much more what this show is yeah but it's sharp unforgiving sarcastic ryan murphy trying to be wes anderson yeah because it's kind of cutesy still and there's those like long shots where things just pan back and forth that's a wes anderson shot and i'm like okay so somebody saw you know that jason schwartzman film where he's running for like president of the school and like oh i want to make that like that's what this is yeah, I can really only speak to Glee Ryan Murphy. Like, I know everything else he's done, as we talked about on Friday before Pod Save America when we were in the bathroom line. He did Nip Tuck. He did mm-hmm. American Horror Story. He did American Crime Story. He did Scream Queens. Yes. Um, Like, he has a really interesting filmography. Yeah. And Glee, I think, as you very aptly pointed out, is an outlier. Yeah. In that filmography. But that's what I'm most familiar with. So this was kind of jarring to me, personally. Yeah, it's not Glee. There is singing. There is singing. <laughs> Surprisingly There for are me. some... There's at least one crossover character. I mean, not crossover, but crossover actress. Gwen mm. um, Paltrow. Well, no, actually, there's two then in oh, that hmm. case. So actually, something I was going to point out was I originally kind of felt some Dear Evan Hansen vibes. And I don't I Have I talked about Dear Evan Hansen on this podcast? No, I don't think so. Okay, so I don't think so either. But it has one of the best musical soundtracks of all time. Ooh. It's written by um, the people who did... Uh, what is that movie called, Anne? Give me hints. About the circus, Hugh Jackman, Zendaya. The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. So that movie was all sorts of problematic. But the music was incredible. The music has lived on. People performed that music mm. on The Voice. I saw it. Constantly. And yeah, I think they're like very, very gifted songwriters. Mm. And they created the musical Dear Evan Hansen, which is like 
incredibly fucked up. If you are not familiar with the story of Dear Evan Hansen, I will try and condense it down very briefly. But basically, a guy is really depressed. He's in therapy. A, f- a person he went to high school with commits suicide or overdoses. And he decides to construct this narrative that they were friends and like creates this whole backstory where they were friends and then ingratiates himself with their family, starts dating the sister. Oh, no. It's like, it's, and it, it's just, it's so fucked up. Yeah. Like the story is so fucked up, the, but the music is beautiful. Wow. And the girl you love who wears the suits. Really? Is his love interest in that musical. Uh-huh. I love her. Yeah. And she was actually in season either five and six or just six of Glee. Okay. I would love to see more of her. She wears these, like, creamsicle orange, like, pantsuits, like, baggy pantsuits. And her, like, long brown hair has this one perfect curl. And she just looks so good. She looks like she's in Hyam. Yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but her and Ben Platt originated their characters in Dear Evan Hansen mm-hmm. and now are reunited in The Politician. Okay. After she was in Glee... Yeah. And this is his Ryan Murphy debut. Yeah, and Ryan Murphy does cast from Broadway. We know this from Jonathan Groff. We Leah know Michelle. Exactly. Um, Jenna Ushkowitz. Uh-huh. Like, a lot of the, like, half the cast of Glee came from Broadway. Becca yeah. Tobin, like, a lot of them came from Broadway. And in the first episode, Ben Platt sings a very impassioned Joni Mitchell song. It's really intense. Joni Mitchell um, from Love Actually. From I joked. She did. But first she couldn't think of I Love Actually. I couldn't think of the name of Love Actually because I don't tend to watch it that much. Oh my god. Um, but Ben Platt has had sort of an interesting career journey himself. He was in Book of Mormon. Mm. He was in the first Pitch Perfect. He mm. was in the second Pitch Perfect. That. He, he was, was the in, magician friend. He was the magician friend, Benji. Um, and then he was in Dear Evan Hansen and Dear Evan Hansen turned him in, into a Tony Award winning... Um, actor yeah and was like a game changer for him professionally mm-hmm. uh and now he's in a ryan murphy show which for some people works out really well for some people works out it is hit and miss just like all of ryan murphy's content it's hit and miss but like i think the platform usually is very good yeah people will know your name people will know your name and people will have some level of respect for you like there's no one in a ryan murphy show where you're just like ugh you know, like... Like they were bad, Oh, Yeah, like that doesn't really... That doesn't really happen. And everyone, for the most part, has gone on to have a more impressive career, especially the people who originated with Ryan mm-hmm. Murphy, like Blake Jenner. Yeah. Who I think is a very handsome young man. She does think he's a very handsome young man. Anyway, going back to The Politician, I took some notes. What did I say? Um, oh, yeah, there were some Dear Evan Hansen parallels because there's this whole... Well, storyline and and song in Dear Evan Hansen where he creates a page on Facebook about this kid um, who passed away, who committed Mm -hmm. suicide, who overdosed. And um, all these people start finding this page and it becomes this whole sort of movement of like, you're not alone and there are so many people feeling this way. It, it just, it felt very parallel to the politician mm. in a lot of ways, both mm-hmm. in the social media aspect and the whole like suicidal ideation. I've been there. We've all been there. We're all lonely. Like there were a lot of parallels between the two pieces of content, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, so that's just something to notice right off the bat. Um, 
let's see here. I wrote, what the fuck is this show? I think that's a fair question. I not still don't know. I, something completely new happens every episode that I wasn't expecting. And that's nice. I like that. That is very Ryan Murphy. Yeah. And then sometimes he introduces something new and you're like, wait, what? And then it gets off the rails and then you stop watching. Which happened around season five of Glee yeah. for me. Yeah. Personally. So we'll see. For now, I'm hooked. We'll see what happens it's, in it's three more episodes. like, incredibly intriguing. Mm-hmm. Like, you hate everyone. You don't know who to root for, except for the lesbians. Love them. Let's go, lesbians. <laughs> but otherwise, you're just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know, because Ben Platt is so... And that's actually, in the episode we just watched, we just watched the second episode, and his mom is hugging him, and she's like, I'm afraid of your ambition. Mm. Me too. He still doesn't know if he's a sociopath or not. No. That's an interesting subplot. He's like, I don't think I have normal feelings. And his mom's like, I don't know. Does anybody have normal feelings? And he, basically. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have normal feelings. And then his, um. And also what are normal feelings? Like, yeah. Well, no one knows. But then his man friend, River, uh-huh. is like, you don't have to be a good person. You just need to be a person who good, do. Who does know, good things. Who does good things. Mm-hmm. And I was like. <laughs> I don't know if I love that, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but the show is compelling, for yeah. sure. Every new scene, you can't tell if it's a dream or not until it's over. You can't. That was our... Fr- <laughs> oh, my gosh. We said that so many times. We were like, is this a is dream this or a is dream? this real? Can't tell. So unclear. <laughs> and sometimes it's just like a hallucination or like a wishful kind of ideation kind yeah. of thing. Like, Yeah. That's happened to me so many times in American Horror Story where I can't tell if something's a dream until um, it's been 20 minutes and I'm like... Oh, I don't think this is a dream. No, this is just have plot. gone on for twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, let's see what else. Anne at one point said, "Did they replace the twins with other actors?" They might. And Every episode, they could replace the twins that are his brothers. Yeah, uh, Peyton's brothers, um, Gwyneth Paltrow's biological sons, Martin and Luther. I don't know why they're named that. I don't know if they're named after the the theses nailer or the civil rights activist. I think it's the theses guy. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but I didn't recognize them episode to episode. I wondered, like, did they replace the actors? And will they be doing that same thing over and over because they're interchangeable? I don't know. I think it's the same actors, but for a while there, I didn't recognize them. They look very basic. And honestly, like, River looks very basic, too. Yeah. Like, the first time we saw Martin and Luther, I was like, is one of those river? Like, on it. Like, that was, Could what, be. That was what passed through my brain. Um, let's see here. So, another thing I wrote was that Ryan Murphy likes using the same actors, along with Mike Schur, along with, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people in Hollywood. Ryan yeah. Murphy likes to cast. He's the Amy Sherman Palladino of our time. Sure, well, along with girls. Mike Schur. Like, Mike Schur has the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Ryan Murphy... Gwyneth Paltrow has been in Glee and in mm-hmm. The Politician. Laura Dreyfus was in Glee and The Politician, who was in Dear Evan Hansen. Um, and then Brad Falchuk, obviously, yeah. is a producer he works with all the time, who married Gwyneth to Paltrow Gwyneth. is now married to. Post. I called him Brian Falchuk. I couldn't she really did. She really, really did. Brandon, Brian. And Jessica Lang, obviously. Oh, what a treasure. Um, he... And I think, I think part of that is kind of nice, actually, because in the same way Michael Schur does it, like, they choose actors they think are really talented and they maybe even create roles for because yeah, they think... they completely, like, I want you in this 
serious, so I'm going to write something for you. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually, interestingly, what Ryan Murphy did with Chris Colfer mm-hmm. in the role of Kurt. The role of Kurt did not exist yeah. before Chris Colfer auditioned. Mm-hmm. And then they made a role for him. Mm-hmm. And he ended up being part of one of the most prominent LGBTQ storylines on television of all time. Wow. Which is incredible. Yeah. So, Ryan Murphy, what a prolific, confounding person. Yeah. I bet he, he's just, he's just a character. Yeah. I don't know what to make of it. I really don't know either. Um, but another thing I sort of thought of was almost anyone can be attractive with enough money. And we've probably oh, yeah. touched on this, but like Ben Platt, if you remember back to Pitch Perfect. He was like the weird friend. Yeah. He was the weird friend. And now he's like attractive. But he was a weird friend in like a mainstream movie. And if you're the weird friend in a mainstream movie, you're the hottest person I know, you know? Or you're like 90th percentile. Ish. I don't know. I think I just have higher standards because, again, Anne loves Lita knows prettier people than I do. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. It's just <laughs> I want prettier people on my television screen. Like, yeah, just... no, I like Degrassi because people look like they're actually I in high it. school. Nobody in uh, the the candidate was this? The politician. The politician. This show that we've been talking about for several minutes now. Oh, Nobody in the politician actually looks like they're in high school. No, I told Anne at one point, I was like, they look Zoe like Deutsch 24. fakes it really well. Zoe Deutsch does fake it really well. Even though, like, the very first thing I saw her in was Everybody Wants Some, and she was already a college, playing a college student in that. Yeah. And then set it up, she was obviously a college yeah. grad. Then uh, Vampire Academy, she was back in high school. Now vampire High School. Vampire, I mean Vampire High School. But now she's, like, back But in she had school. an affair with her teacher, so, like, that was yeah, also... Yeah, that ups you a couple years. What a weird movie throw back if you haven't listened to our vampire academy episode what was go the name to of the it episode right remember? now give me one second and i will tell you it's gayer on the internet it's gayer on the internet mm-hmm. it's true it is it is that's one of our best episode titles of all time i am fan i fan yeah it's gayer on the it is always gayer on the internet that's just a fact that was our fourth episode i know right yeah um but that was our first time we talked about Zoe Deutsch. Yeah. And very clearly had a conversation about how we thought we pronounced her last name. We I go, remember that we, very vividly. We go way back. We landed we landed on Zoe Deutsch. Anyway. Yeah. The politician. I hate everyone, but I'm enraptured. Yeah, I'm we're, we're probably going to watch another episode. We will probably watch another episode cuz I cannot drive right now. There's no fucking way. Good, in hell I can drive right now. Um Zoe Deutsch's character is named Infinity, which is absurd. That's wild, yeah. The names on this show, but it's like kind of fitting because if you look at hipster names now, like if you Google hipster baby names, they're absurd. Yeah, but also they're not going for realism even a little bit. No, they're not. It almost reminds me a little bit. There's a series on HBO called Los Spookies, Mm. and it's very much like telenovela style kind of where things are just very much over the top and dreamlike. And... This show reminds me of that, I think, because there's just like rich Interesting. people. There's like rich people drama, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of rich people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we didn't really get into was ooh, Gwyneth Paltrow is Ben Platt's adopted mom. Uh-huh. She tries to break up with his adopted dad. Yeah. Because she's be in love Brigitte. with Brigitte, their 
Horse trainer. Horse trainer. And he jumps out a window. Yeah. And she's like, oh, this is the fourth time I've tried to break up with someone and they jump out a window. Yeah. It's like, hashtag yikes. I feel like the scripts for Ryan Murphy shows are better than the shows. Because I'm reading the subtitles and I'm like, this is hilarious. It is. Then I'm watching it and I'm like, I don't know. It's... I don't know. I think it's so complicated because that's kind of how I felt about Glee a lot of the time was like, especially the first season and also the second season, the show is so smart. Like first two episodes are some of the best in the world. They're just, they're incredible. And my theory has always been, and I think we've talked about this. Eventually he stops caring about his show that's airing. Yeah. And he or like fire on... specific writers and then can't backfill mm-hmm. them or his, he like loses rapport with them or something. I don't really know what the I really think is. he just loses interest and he moves on to the next project. Yeah. And then Glee is left in the hands of like whoever people. And he's now working on Scream Queens or whatever. And has just totally moved on. And Glee is like limping along. Oh, you think that's bad news for the, uh, the, the, the politician because of American Crime Story Monica Lewinsky? I don't know. because it's on Netflix and it's released all at once, maybe it'll be one, finally, a Ryan Murphy show that's good all the way through. It's possible. I mean, the premise from what I understand of the politician is each season is based on like, an election in his life or, like, an important, um, like, storyline in his mm. ambitious, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, his goals. So the first one was going to be about the senior class president okay. thing. And I don't know what the second one is about, but that is how the... Harvard School and Bone Society. Whatever, you know, it's, it's something along those lines. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see... I mean, I don't know if American Crime Story has necessarily, like, distracted him in the same ways because it's not, like, a whole new thing, mm-hmm. you know? Like... And also, like, yeah, like, a dramatized retelling of actual events is different than making something completely new. Absolutely. Although, like, I mean, O.J. Simpson, um, the American Crime Story about O.J. Simpson... Won so many awards. It was supposed to be so good. Um, the Versace season, not as positive of reviews, but Darren Chris won an Emmy for that. He is really good. Or Golden Globe show. or whatever. I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? It was really violent. Oh. I didn't finish it. Okay. But like, I heard he was amazing. He was amazing, but it was also really violent. So, but we'll probably watch the Monica Lewinsky one. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah, we're gonna. I mean, for a lot of a lot of different reasons, and I ranted about this to my parents last night about how we, as a society, not us specifically, because we were children, but like I didn't have any say in that. But society yeah. wronged Monica Lewinsky to the That's point the that was we were getting when we were little. Is like she's in the she's wrong a slut. Here. Monica Lewinsky did nothing wrong. She was very young she was taken advantage of she's younger than we are now but by a lot by like the highest position that exists in the united states like she was the victim we slut shamed her as a country Mm -hmm. and blamed her and i think have only now realized in like the past five years how fucked up that was yeah bill clinton is canceled bill clinton has been canceled for a while I'm ready to cancel the rest of the Clintons by association, honestly. I mean, Hillary, I think, is in a really shitty situation and has been for a long time. But anyway, she's not really relevant anymore. We've yeah. moved on. So she's, you know, whatever. 
I'm ready frolicking around Vermont or away. whatever she's doing. Anyway, I'm trying to think of anything else that I wrote about this show. Do you have any last thoughts about the politician or Ryan Murphy? We also watched an episode of Glee right before we started from episode, mm, sorry, from season four. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's, uh, we did a really strange, like, shot chaser thing with Politician and Glee. Because they both take yeah. place in high schools, but they're very different high schools. Yes. Totally different socioeconomic levels. Yes. And different, like, tones and messages. Mm-hmm. But you still have that common, like, very bright colors, you know, very, like, boot, like, shots that are, like, often, like, time centered. Yeah. In the room. Yeah. Um, and then just over the top writing for the what yes. people what the fuck pe- comes out of people's so mouths there's crying. no subtlety that's what i wrote I there's was like, no subtlety people whatsoever i on ryan murphy shows and that's one thing i remember from the episode of the lady gang that he was on was that leah michelle like they can give actors things to help them cry leah michelle never used it not once but I, I like it so far. I'm going to keep stick with it. Yeah. Um, I think it's compelling. I think it's funny. And the characters are interesting in a way that I think there are some characters in Glee that I just don't care about and I'm not interested yeah. in. Well, because some of them were like fluff until flat. they wanted them. Yeah. And this like... one, they're actually like, oh, you seem like I want to know more about you. Like, yeah. I don't like you at all, but Absolutely. I want to know more about you. And I think it's because like, they're not really high school students. Like, no. There were a lot of things about the students in Glee that felt like high school students, like, has, or, sorry, how Anne has pointed out multiple times throughout today, although maybe not on this podcast yet, the Finn thought you could get pregnant via sperm in a hot tub. It's not how it works. That's just not how it works. If you know anything about why testicles exist, you can't get pregnant in a hot tub. It's, it's like an elevated... There's temperature issues. There are temperature issue well there are just a lot of issues like all around but it's definitely i mean you're comparing like rural ohio or like yeah. suburban ohio With wealthy 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 santa barbara incredibly wealthy santa barbara so it's it is an interesting juxtaposition Ooh. i said the word right this She's time so growing up folks ish i still need a lot of food but we'll get there later anyway Do you have anything else to say about The Politician before I move throughout my list? No, let's do it. Okay, so just a couple more things about Glee. I just want to talk just for like two minutes about my history with Glee. And we'll probably talk about Glee more later. Always. But. It's part of who we are at this point. Glee was really influential for me. Like, Plane was, I mean, it wasn't my first ship by any means. It wasn't even close to my first ship. But like, I have such vivid memories of reading Plane fan fiction on the elliptical at the gym. Which remind us for the uninformed. Kurt and Blaine yeah. from Clane with, with a with a Clane with a K. With a K. Exactly. Um, and I would like blush really hard during the sex scenes and at oh one my. point I almost fell off an elliptical because I was just like <laughs> <laughs> so This is my fan fiction injury. <laughs> but like close though. Um, and I remember when Matt Bomer was gonna be on an episode of Glee who was playing Blaine's Another Ryan Murphy brother. Favorite. Another Ryan Murphy favorite. What yeah, Matt Bomer is in, I think, maybe two seasons of American oh. Horror Story and American Crime Story, I think. Was he in American Crime Story? I think he was. I, think mm, he, I couldn't he tell was. you specifically which ones, but I think he was. Fair enough. Anyway, he was on an episode of Glee, played Blaine's brother, and like we knew Matt Bomer was going to 
be on Glee like before it actually happened and I had a big essay to write that week and so I told everyone I lived with on the hall to like just yell Matt Bomer as they walked past my room Mm -hmm. for like a week to try and incentivize me to write my paper faster. Yeah. So I would just be like on my bed writing and all of a sudden someone walked by and be like Matt Bomer! Reminding you. It was motivation. Iconic. Anyway. Um, one question before we completely move on. Who do you identify most with in Glee and or the politician? Oh, in Glee. Well, I'd say I brought this up when we were watching fashion wise. Uh, who's the girl who plays Supergirl? Melissa Benoist. Yeah. Later seasons of Glee, she comes on around the same time season as four. Blake Jenner. Jenner. Not Brody Jenner. That's Blake a different Jenner. person. Um, and she wears headbands, scarves, cardigans, and like conservative jeans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, sensible shoes. That was pretty much my like high school fashion. I was pretty, most of the time I was pretty reserved and didn't get too flashy. Um, I had longer hair, you know, Mm -hmm. headbands. Um, so I think, and I don't know a lot of her character, but I'm like, oh yeah, like she, that, that I'm tagging myself in that picture. That's me. Um, because yeah, I, I wasn't like the all in like musical theater girl the way Rachel is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm in high school. I played it really safe. I was like middle of the road, like good at school, vaguely into theater and choir kind of a girl. Um, for the politician, I'm not sure you're supposed to relate to anybody. I really hope you don't. But I want to aspire again. I want to aspire to cream, creamsicle pantsuit girl yeah because she's just so pretty i don't remember what her name her actual name is laura dreyfus and she's like really competent and good at what she does in the show which is be a really effective advisor for this high school like you know senior president candidate yeah she's like i've run the numbers and here's my advice like i really she's like badass. Her. i really like her a lot and has a new crush and it would be really interesting i think i mean we could probably find some youtube youtube videos of Ben Platt and Laura Dreyfus in Dear Evan Hansen, which I feel like, because their dynamic was obviously so different. Like, mm-hmm. she was the sister of the brother he pretended to be friends with, mm-hmm. who he was secretly in love with the whole time, and, like, creates wow. this relationship with, based on this completely fabricated foundation. Catfished. Um, yes. Yeah, but catfished, like... Not physically, which happens a lot of the time, but, like, catfished. Emotionally. Emotionally. No, exactly. Like, and he starts to get close to, like, their dad. They have this whole thing where they're, like, throwing a baseball. And I know. It's, like, super fucked. That musical is so fucked. It has some of the most beautiful music I've ever heard in a musical ever, but it has the most fucked up storyline. Wow. Anyway, um, Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Falchuk recently celebrated their one-year anniversary of getting married. Mm. Um, congrats. Many happy returns. Congrats to them. Also, as I was trolling, like, People and um, Entertainment Weekly, I found out that Laura Bushnell and Chris Lane just had their engagement party. Mm. Laura Bushnell, who was Ben Higgins' fiance for a little bit. Oh, my God. From Westland? From West Lynn, yeah. Not from Portland. From, not from Portland. And the Freeform show Happily Ever After, question mark. And Chris Lane is like a pretty famous country musician. Wow. So I imagine she moved to Nashville or like somehow got enfolded into that scene and they're engaged and they seem very happy and I'm very happy for them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Um, 
but that was just like a weird thing I stumbled mm. upon when I was looking at people.com. Anyway, last couple things. Is there anything you want to unload on this episode? Well, you have a captive audience of me slash other people. Mm, nothing that I want to start, but I want to say on a future episode, I want to talk at length about TikTok. Because Ooh, I think yes. the people who make TikToks, flawless, perfect. I love them. The people who run the company TikTok and TikTok as a company, very sinister. Yeah. I hope Nazis don't discover TikTok because it, it will end the world. Destroy. It yeah. will end the world. It'll be really bad. Yeah. Um, I would like to talk about a couple things. One is I just wanted to highlight a couple things in my Tumblr likes. Two things, specifically. One... This should be a recurring segment. From the Tumblr likes. From the Tumblr likes. I mean, my Tumblr likes are amazing. But the two that I'd like to highlight this time, we were talking about High School Musical in our last two episodes. And this is someone's post. How is Disney going to preach work hard and your dreams will come true? And Sharpie and Ryan worked almost their <laughs> their whole lives to be on top. But then Gabriella and Troy showed up not even able to two-step with their boring-ass acoustic versions of every single song. And stole the spotlight. Sharpay and Ryan are supposed to be the villains. Like, okay. And someone said, yeah, but Sharpay and Ryan were mean. And then someone else wrote, it's not Best Friends, the musical. (laughs) (laughs) Which is hilarious. Um, And then the other thing. I mean, I have like a bunch of different Shadowhunters things deep in my Tumblr likes. But the one that I've been thinking about the most is how, you know, in the first season... Alec is so buttoned up and mm-hmm. he's like the law is hard but it is the law like and then eventually he snaps and makes out with Magnus at yep. his own wedding you yep. know like he <laughs> that was so hot I'm gonna say <laughs> so I'm gonna hot. rewatch that YouTube video we can do that after this yeah. I want to eat food and watch people kiss oh what, what, do you remember the song that was playing I do oh my God, what was it it was called wide-eyed by Billy um Give me one second. I have a Malik playlist. Yeah. On well, yeah. Spotify. <laughs> um, by Billy saved. Lockett. Okay. Why died? Ugh, I love it. Um, but this Tumblr post says, Alex, season one, the law is hard, but it is the law. Alex, season three, be gay, do crime. Be gay, do crime. <laughs> Which is just like kind of a charming motto. Yeah. No, yeah, I love that. Um. I Yeah, I would get that tattooed. Be great. Be BK do crimes. BK do crimes. Yeah. Anyway, the last thing I would like to do today is talk about the film Falling in Love. Yeah, tell me about I didn't see it, so tell me about it. I would love to tell you about it. It is the story of a woman, an architect in New York City. Classic. Who Does she have a main boyfriend? I don't think she has a boyfriend, oh, well, actually. Already breaking the uh <laughs> holiday movie mold but she works for like kind of like an architecture startup almost Uh and it i don't know loses funding or gets bought i don't know something happens and she enters this like win and in contest and when i'm saying in i mean like bed and breakfast like rustic hotel anyway 
She enters this contest. She wins. She wins a bed and breakfast in New Zealand. Oh, the dream. So she goes and moves to New Zealand and starts working on this inn. And it's like in way worse shape than she thought it was going to be, obviously. And she meets this very, very handsome, talented contractor. I recognize him from the trailer. Australian. He's just generally Australian and hot. Falling in love. I am. Oh, my God. I've already looked this up. Of course I have. I'm just so predictable, and his name is Adam Demos. Okay. Adam Demos. I don't know how you say oh, his name. Oh, you know what? He was in... He was in Unreal. No. Oh, interesting. Was he in... Was he in the first Magic Mike? No. You're thinking of Alex Pettifer. I am. That's a very different person. Alex Pettifer kind of just, like, fell off the face of the earth, honestly, yeah. after the first Magic Mike. Anyway, no, this guy was in several episodes of unreal was in some episodes of something called janet king hmm. and then was just in like assorted tv shows and like guest I appearances i probably remember him from unreal i probably do too but i didn't like remember him at all um so she moves to new zealand starts working on this inn. has no intention of like staying in new zealand she's gonna like get this inn up and running and then she's gonna return to her life in san francisco or wherever she is i don't know um new york san francisco same thing anyway um and this contractor is very handsome Mm. and very charming yeah he's really hot obviously he's very cute but there were two things that really got me about this movie and i think i've talked about this a little bit to you specifically but i have not talked about this on the pod Mm. there are two things that really irked me personally the first was she takes a yoga class at mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie. It is the worst yoga class I've ever seen in my entire life. Worse than the one on Glee when they're doing the calendar? Yes. Because it's supposed to be a real yoga teacher. It wasn't broga. Yeah, yeah. It was like someone who was obviously being paid to teach yoga. And she was like, and now get into tree pose. And now get into up dog. That's not how you teach yoga. You don't just get in a tree pose. No, you do not. The whole point of yoga is someone is guiding you through like a physical and emotional journey. Like the whole point is they are leading you through the physical steps of getting to where you're supposed to be. You don't just say tree pose. Anyone could teach yoga if all you had to do was say tree pose. Yeah, that sucks. And the transitions were really weird. They were like tree pose and now upward facing dog. And I'm like, that's not a thing. No, 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 no. That is not a thing. Like I went through fucking yoga teacher training. Like that's not, this is not yoga. This is some sort of bastardization. Maybe some, anyway. Just you on poses, man. It offended me personally. And then I was further offended by the fact that apparently she's like a big climate advocate. And it's like, I want to have the first zero energy bed and breakfast. And I'm like, interesting. You have to remember, dear listeners, that I work for a nonprofit that specializes in zero energy and zero carbon buildings. So this is kind of like a new area of expertise of mine. So she's talking about this zero energy bed and breakfast. And she has all these plans. They have solar panels. They have all sorts of like water retreatment and reuse. And then she starts talking about putting in gas fireplaces. And I'm like, nope. No, like straight up. No, (laughs) it was just like so upsetting to me. And I was like, this is the kind of person I am now. I have a podcast I'm subscribed to called The Energy Gang that I listen to. (laughs) Wow. Um, And I know a lot about building and energy codes way more so than I ever thought I would know. 
I'm about to go run this fucking zero energy, zero carbon conference in Oakland. And she wanted to put a gas fireplace in a zero net energy bed and breakfast. No. No. There's... Anyway, I have a lot of feelings about it. It's like a quite charming, like, rom-com. If you can look past the whole, this movie knows nothing about yoga or zero energy buildings. Which, to be fair, probably most people people could look past that. I was the wrong audience. Yeah. I was, like, exactly the wrong audience. If you're in construction, this movie would probably also bother you. I know nothing about construction. Or, like, keeping or international immigration. Exactly. So, those things didn't irk me personally, but the yoga... And the zero energy building really, really did mm. get to me personally. Would I still watch it again? Probably if I was sad. I mean, yes. You know, I started watching Eat, Pray, Love this morning. It's been a time. It's been a time for me. But falling in in love. And we also recently watched Can You Keep a Secret? But we're going to keep that for the next episode because mm. we do not have time to no, go into we're it now. Time. But, you know, starring Alexandra Daddario, sister of Matthew Daddario, and Tyler Hecklin of Teen Wolf, you know, it was time. Who's Matthew Daddario again? Oh my god, Alec from Shadowhunters. We just I, talked about That's what him. I was thinking, but I was like, <laughs> wait, they're siblings? Wait, did you just find that out right yeah, now? This is the first time I have I definitely said that. that before. Aunt doesn't listen well, to I'm me, probably apparently. Just, like, I just know, don't know Daddario. It's okay. I'm not that offended that Aunt only listens to me 75% of the time. I talk a lot. They both do have very strong, and like dark features, but they're both like very pale, but like striking eyes. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, watch The Politician on Netflix. It's interesting. Yeah. And it'll be especially interesting if you have passed Ryan Murphy. Yeah, I think if you haven't been inoculated into the Ryan Murphy, like, and I do mean inoculated, not inaugurated, because you do have to get build a tolerance for it suspend all disbelief yeah if it doesn't make sense just let it go and move on it's not gonna make sense there were so many times i was like Anne, is this a dream sequence or is this real and she was like i have no idea your guess is as good as mine yeah i just spilled water everything's fine um any any last words for our listeners before we sign on we're not playing a game we're just we're just chatting up a storm this episode tweet us Add vodka lemonstand. vodka lemonstand. I'm wearing our sweatshirt right now. You I are. honestly thought about wearing this to the Posse of America show. I'm not even going to lie. Self-promotion. I mean, but I was thinking about it when Anne and I were in the bathroom line and we were talking about our podcast. I'm like, we could have opened for them. Like, <laughs> I mean, just say Like, parts of their show were not entertaining yeah. at all. I mean, we're hilarious. We're constantly entertaining. And we would never mispronounce Oregon. We would never pronounce Oregon. And I would be able to identify a Cascade Brewing Company beer on taste. And I wouldn't make a face about it. We would make a face at the Bud Light. We wouldn't make a face at the Cascade. It's true. You know? Like, that would just remind me of senior year in that apartment of that person I was talking about, that Persian man who loved Luke Bryan, played a lot of beer pong in his apartment. We made up drinking games in his apartment one time. They stuck a watermelon with a bottle of vodka. And it turns out, I don't know if they did something wrong, but like the vodka didn't penetrate particularly well. And it really only saturated those top couple layers where it actually came in contact with vodka. So if you ate those first couple layers, it just tasted like vodka, but the rest of the watermelon tasted totally fine. I wonder if you're supposed to shake it or something. 
or maybe like or do it overnight or something. Do it I mean, overnight. I did do it overnight. I don't know what they did wrong, but I cut the watermelon because everyone else was so drunk that I was like, I do not trust you yeah, with a knife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I ate some like very pleasant, normal tasting watermelon, and they ate slices of watermelon that looked like hmm. I had killed their families. Um, so. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't really care to try it, though, because it seems like a waste of vodka and a waste of watermelon. Yeah. But that's just me. Any any last things for our listeners before we sign off? Well, in addition to tweeting us at Vodka Lem Stand, if you have questions, comments, ideas, feedback, uh, cute selfies, <gasps> yes. you can also email us at vodkalemstand at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, and... We have a website. Check it out. Vodka Lemonade Stand at... No, VodkaLemonadeStand.com. Just dot com. <laughs> it's not an email address. At dot com. VodkaLemonadeStand.com. Uh, you know, I'm paying for that domain name. It's renewing, like, in a couple months, so... At VodkaLemonadeStand on Twitter. Yep. All the places. At Lita Fuller. At Ann Kirkpatrick's with, with an X. X. Unless you I know. change my Instagram handle, but, you know, I don't know. Your Instagram or your Twitter? Both. Oh. Okay, fair enough. There are lots of ways to get in touch with us. If you want to come talk about Ryan Murphy or, you know, anything else. I have no idea what our next episode is going to be about, but I'm going to have an idea. Inspiration is going to strike and it's going to be great. That's how we do it. Um, you know, we just kind of, we go with the, we go with the flow. We follow the pulse. We don't really know the youths because we watched The mm-hmm. Masked Singer feel, this yeah, week. I'm pretty, I'm pretty and from we years. did not know the Twitch star who was revealed. Well, I feel like that's a whole different segment of you. It probably is. We don't know anything about Twitch. We don't know anything about these, like, Fortnite very, weirdos. I know very little about Twitch. Um, my old guitar teacher, who I had, like, a really serious crush on, was pursuing Twitch. And because she was a hot woman playing guitar, people just gave her money. The thing about, but also I've read lately, and this is one of the very few things I know about Twitch, if you're a hot woman doing anything on Twitch, people will, like together with their insult friends and mass report you and oh, just good. chase you off the platform oh good i hadn't heard about that yeah but she's also in like arizona now so i haven't talked to her in a while since i had my whole you know bravery moment where i decided to reach back out to her but she was moving to i'm arizona. still proud of you for that that was a good move that was scary yeah. I'm proud of myself, too. Of course, now I want to ambush my ex-boyfriend in his place of employment. Honestly, so. I also support that decision. I'm, like, really going through a journey. Lita contains multitudes, as do we all. I mean, 27, I decided it was going to be the year of spontaneity for yeah, me. I'm not a spontaneous s- person. to it. I'm just, like, really not a spontaneous person. And then you can person. reflect and see how that went for you. And maybe it'll be great, maybe it'll be bad, and maybe it'll be a mixed bag. Becca was really horrified by the idea that I would just ambush my ex-boyfriend. But you know what? I mean, you don't even know if he's going to be working that day. No, I don't. You're leaving it up to chance. Yeah. That's true. It's fate. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with me and my personal responsibility and actions. Yeah. It 100% is fate. Oh, boy. I need to eat so much food. Okay. Signing off. Us. Vodka lemonade stand. Bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.